impact the quality of the stream. I holy smokes, it says we've been at live for 11 seconds. That's amazing. Um, well, that's interesting. I got a really nice compliment last night about the podcast from Eric. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he's a you know, he's a DJ, he's great, and he said that we have immaculate audio quality. It's good to know. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have that. Yeah. I like that. I think it's important. Then I talked about how I ate. What is it? Sashimi? Sashimi. Yep. Everybody could hear you eating <laughs> sashimi. If anybody wants to hear some weird ASMR stuff, go back to episode like two or three. I think it was two. Anyways, happy. Do you know when that was? That was like 2019. We're in 2023 now. So happy 2023. 20... This is our fourth year. Wow. Sort of. Ish. Yeah. Well, happy, happy 2023. Happy 2023. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a <sighs> Well, I was going to ignore that, actually. Now but I forgot to tell you. I'm going to acknowledge it. I forgot to tell you <laughs> that I was just going to roll with this and not acknowledge the fact <laughs> that we haven't done a podcast in like three months <laughs> been that long <laughs> at least oh that's funny yeah i was just gonna ignore the fact yeah blast it yeah well mm -hmm. here we are we're back back in action well, jesse's not here. uh it's still season one regard <laughs> i don't care i don't care about the fact that we've taken a long break i'm still calling this season one um i'm back to looking at my my left arm because <laughs> it this thing makes it look you know, bigger. Great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> making what bigger? It makes bigger. my left arm look bigger. Okay. See, look, buddy. here we are. See that? Oh, I guess. No, you don't think so. Nah. Okay. Well, so I always look like that. That's good too. I haven't been I'll in Amity it. in forever. And just this first sip of coffee, I'm like, mm. wow, I need to keep going back there. I don't know why I haven't been there in a while. I don't know either. I think lack of, I've been drive throughs, lack of drive through. I've been having a hard time for the past for a while keeping up with like going places and kind of being as involved as i ha had been well that's what happens when you're in a relationship it could be i that could be something fully to do acknowledge with that yeah. i think you used to give jesse and i crap because we were like you know well we gotta hang out with barry or i gotta hang out with kevin you're like you should be doing this well, and now hmm. notice Jesse and I don't give you crap. We are like, we understand. Listen, here's the thing. Ah. You could do those things with Kevin. Yeah. But there's, it's more complicated than that. Like we've got kids, we've got responsibilities, we've got like home improvements and I'm not, and you know what, for people out there who have kids and household responsibilities, improvements and whatnot, and family, we've got things going on too. Yeah, well, I've got things going on too. Uh, yeah, I've always had I'm things just, going on. Just saying, we've been very supportive. I'm a very busy man. Supportive, very supportive. You had a, you. We all recently celebrated our birthdays. Yes, we all have our birthday within a, like a month <laughs> of did. each other, less than a month. We didn't even see each other <laughs> within two and a half weeks. We That's all true. have our birthday. We were the same age at one point so, for like a week. You and me, not yeah. not Jesse. No, Jesse's, Jesse's still like, a child. Jesse's sixteen. Yeah, he's a kid. <laughs> So 16. Oh man. Um, well, hmm. so I was thinking about I've been doing a lot of research lately on uh my benefits. 
because it was the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, so I need to figure out, I want to be able to retire someday. I'm freaking out because I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm on that path. Well, you don't have any like 401ks or anything like that, IRAs or simple. Well, without like, without disclosing everything, I do have a retirement account um, that is employer sponsored. Right. And I haven't contributed enough to that, but 10%. You have to do 10%. No. Least. No, you and need to do I, more? Well, I recommend not to do that. Oh. And here's why. Disclaimer, he is not a financial yes, advisor. Yes, none of this is financial advice. I'm just saying like this for, for here's why you should consider not doing that. All right. Okay. All ears. Here's why you should consider not doing that. If your employer matches 10%, Put in ten percent. Oh, they don't. If your ma- if your employer matches four percent, yeah, put in four percent. Mm-hmm. Most employer sponsored plans are just not amazing, and so the best thing to use them for is just to get that free match, right? To get the free money, you know. So if your employer's like, okay. Four percent. That's what uh, if you put in four percent, we'll put in four percent or, you know, if you put in three percent, we'll put in six percent, whatever it is. Right. Um, take that. Take every cent of that. Yeah. And I, I admit that I had a couple of years where I didn't do that. And it's like free money I left on the table and I've, I don't feel good about it. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why I'm like playing catch up. Right. Right. So anyway, so. Take the free money, mm-hmm. but then the other money that you would be doing that with, right. I think you've got better things to do with that money. And you that that's individual. Like you have to choose what your path is that makes sense for you. Some people um, invest in things like real estate. You know, you buy a house for $100,000, you sell it for $120,000. Four right. years later, you buy another house for, you know, you use that gain to be able to leverage. And then at the end of the day, you've got a house that's worth a lot more money Mm -hmm. that you can sell and buy a house that's worth not very much money. People do that for a vehicle for investing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not currently on that path. Um, A Roth IRA is a really good investment Mm -hmm. and everybody can invest this year. I think it's, it's increased. It was $6,000 last year. Okay. For 2022, and I don't think it's too late. I think that you can go back still up until maybe until tax time and still invest in last year's Roth IRA. Oh, really? I think. Okay. I think for a lot of those things, you can still do that. Um, but that is an account where you can use your post-tax money. You've paid taxes on it. Mm-hmm. You can invest it. And then when you're 59 and a half years old, you can start drawing on it right. tax-free. It grows tax-free and you can take it out tax-free once you get to retirement age. The reason that that is like a good idea is taxes are probably going to be more than, <laughs> than they are now. Well, that's one guarantee we can look you forward know, to. Ta- and taxes on, you know, your income is probably going to be less than, you know. So to be able to do it in such a way that, you can maximize what you're 
tax benefit is going to be is, is a good thing. Okay. So definitely look at retirement funds. Put some money aside. It's always a good idea. Happy New Year, Phil. Phil, we got to get you on here to tell us, do you do life insurance? Oh. So I'd love to talk about life insurance. That life insurance, that's something I need to dabble into. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know Phil does insurance. Uh, but, <gasps> Come on down. He's in Iowa. Oh, so that's going to be tricky. Yeah. Oh, shit. But we can get him remote. He can do life so, insurance. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Let's talk about that. Would it be different for, for between states, I wonder? Or there, it doesn't really matter? Uh, I think there are some different regulations from state to state. Okay. Absolutely. But a lot of the principles stay the same. Okay. So um, life insurance is a really good one to kind of think about and how that fits into your plan but the one i've been looking into a lot lately is making sure that i'm maxing out my roth ira so i can be getting that tax-free money We're here. We're here. Disappeared. So maximizing into the Roth IRA. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to max out the Roth IRA so that I can make sure that I've got some tax-free income when it's time to retire. Right. And if you pull up the calculators. Wait, backtrack. When you you contribute to your Roth IRA, you're taxed on it going in. And when you take it out when you're retired, it's, it's not taxable, correct? Something has to be taxed. Sort of. So, well... I'll get to that in a second because there are, there are situations where something doesn't have to be taxed. But with a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. what you're doing is, okay, you earned $10,000. Right. You paid taxes on that $10,000. Mm-hmm. And then now you're going to invest it in a Roth IRA. Because it's already been taxed. It's already been taxed. Oh, I like that. And when, so when I take taxed. it out. The money in your pocket, you could put in a Roth IRA. Right. And then it's going to grow tax-free, and then you're going to withdraw it tax-free. Oh, I like that. And not only that, but you can use it for things like a down payment on a first home. Yes. You can use it for um, education expenses, but that's probably, those aren't, you know, the best way to use it is right. for what it's designed for, which right. is retirement. retirement. Um so I'm trying to find if I have here's a Roth IRA calculator. I always get those confused. So I can show people. Well, because it is confusing the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA. And let me see if I can share a screen. Phil likes to be known he's he's exactly right. Slide extra camera. Share a screen. Okay, so we're gonna look at this calculator. Okay. So um, I want to show you the difference in, so like I'm 38. So let's just say you're starting at 38 and you've got nothing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you've got $6,000 cause you maxed it out right. in 2022. Right. And this year you can, you can invest $6,500. Okay. It's, you know, if you can come okay. up with it, like hopefully you can. But say that you're maxing it out and you're going to retire at 65. Uh, income tax is 25%. Inflation, 3%. Let's say that. I know okay. that's not exactly what it's going to be, but these are, these estimates. are estimates, right? Right. So can people see this? Yes, people can see this. So here's what we're looking at is if you had oh. a Roth IRA and you maxed it out, 
every year from the time that you're my age until you're 65, you'd end up with $443,000 in a Roth IRA. Sweet. Regular taxable savings? Regular taxable savings is... Um, what, is, that? what does that mean, regular taxable savings? I think... Let's see. Regular taxable savings. I think that's regular taxable savings account. Okay, so that's like if you had a regular um, investment oh. account. Oh, so, so like, I see what you mean. say you were doing the same investments. I got you. But it was just in a brokerage instead of a Roth IRA. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then you know you can you can see where they diverge here. Your principal is only one hundred eighty one thousand dollars by that time. Right. But you've got four hundred and forty three thousand dollars to work with. That's pretty so sweet. those are some powerful dollars. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, so I just want to show that. And then so let's say that you started twenty five when you're twenty five. Oh, two hundred fifty four years. That wouldn't work. <laughs> so if you started when you were twenty five. Yeah. Now you got over a million. And here's the thing that people don't. That, that you got to know about this yeah is that is not going to be taxed now right mm -hmm. so i like that that's pretty powerful because yeah. most people that say you know you got to have a million dollars in your investments to retire right a lot of people say it so and obviously it depends on your personal set of circumstances but if you think you need to have a million dollars to retire that doesn't even mean a million dollars in a Roth IRA because your regular million dollars would only be worth $730,000. There we go. So if you have a million dollars in a Roth IRA, that gives you an extra $300,000 worth of power there. Now, remember in other podcasts, we talked about after we retire, we're not going to live here anymore because it's yeah. so expensive to yeah. live in the US yeah, of, of A. Of we're going to different countries. Yeah, I hope so. Bye-bye. <laughs> I hope so. And I'm out. And so here's the other cool thing. Yes. So let's, I want to go down to this just real quick. Mm. So in your, so we're looking at this start and end uh, of the Roth IRA. So look, we're going to look at the um, third and fourth column and we're going to go down to the year 64. Ah. So in your 64th year, you've increased by $66,000. Whoa. So what I'm telling you, is if you can live frugally at this point and you've got a million dollars in there yeah, and you can live off of less than $66,000. And if you can count on hopefully having, you know, about that same average increase, and this is a pretty modest increase rate, by the way, yeah, that if you can hold that out and if you can get to that level, your investments are going to be growing Mm -hmm. by more mm -hmm. than what you're spending that's when you're 25 which means that you could have that locked in yes this okay. is if you this is if you start when you're 25 we missed it um, we missed it but, but. um that's why you got to look at some other things right right so we missed it but you've got a couple other things that you can deal with so um there's another really good tax advantaged account that a lot of people have available to them and it depends on what type of health insurance you have oh right so you've got to look at your health insurance and 
find out if you have a high deductible health plan and they're super popular now because the premiums are more affordable Mm. and people usually go for the thing that's more affordable. So if you're like me and you don't go to the doctor all the time, you probably have a high deductible health plan or maybe should. Mine's 600. If you, you're deductible. Yeah. So you don't have a high deductible health plan. So you don't don't qualify for this. I do not. But I'm going to tell you, when I got my gallbladder removed and my deductible is only $600, I was very, very grateful for that. Right. So Mm. I, I don't know how the numbers work out as far as like what you're paying for your premiums, Mm -hmm. but my premiums are very low. I have a high deductible health plan. Right. And then I'm able to take up to, I think this year's contribution for a health savings account is up to $3,850. Okay. And here's why that's great is because it's money that is actually tax free on all ends as long as you're using it for what it's used for it for what it's intended for mm-hmm. so if i put in that three thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars this year mm-hmm. which i hope to be able to do i'm going to be able to deduct that straight off my taxes whether i itemize my deductions or not oh so that's going to be what's that like over a thousand dollars that I'm going to get back on my taxes, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be able to grow tax free, just like a Roth IRA is. And then it gets tricky that so a lot of people use them. They say, okay, well, I need to pay my health expenses now. So they put in their $3,850 and they've got $3,850 worth of expenses that they're going to pay for this year using that money. Mm-hmm. And great. So they got a tax deduction that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And they uh, they got their bill paid. But if you can find a way to have enough income, have enough money to pay those bills and not reimburse yourself this year. Okay. If you can wait, you keep that bill. Right. Uh-huh. You make a digital copy. Mm-hmm. You save it like it's gold because it is. Mm-hmm. You keep a spreadsheet with all your expenses so that you can go back and say, okay, there was $4,000 in 2023 and I need to reimburse some of that now. And you invest that money because these are also investment accounts. A right. health savings account, you can invest the money. Okay. So you take your bill. You hold it, you keep it, you wait 10 years until your $4,000 now is probably $10,000. And now you can reimburse yourself for it, still tax-free. Wow. Does not count toward your income. So you've, you've been able to leverage this so that you can invest the money, let the money grow, and get it out tax-free. Hmm. A lot of people are like, oh, well, what if I don't have all these health expenses? Well, first off, most people are going to at some point. Right. Right. But say you're a lucky, lucky person and you're 65, you're healthy as an ox, and you're not even anticipating a lot of health expenses. You know, you think you've got really good coverage now, so you don't really need your health savings account to be able to cover health expenses anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing you're going to do is reimburse all of these expenses that you've had for the past however many years that you've had the account. Mm-hmm. Because 
you're going to be able to get that money tax free to live off of in your retirement. Mm -hmm. Once you hit 65, you can also access that money for non-medical uses, non-health related expenses. So it works as a retirement account Mm -hmm. once you hit 65 and you can use the money. You have to pay income tax on it. It counts as part of your income. If it's not toward a health expense, if it's toward a health expense, there's no taxes. It's called triple tax advantage because you can deposit it and it's tax free. You can grow it tax free and you can withdraw it tax free. But you're paying taxes on it if it's, if you're not using it for health expense. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, fair enough, right? Because you've been able to get the tax deduction on the front end. Now it's acting more like a traditional IRA. Okay. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So I that's another one that um, as long as I qualify for it, I'm going to try to max it out. I don't have a health savings account. So you don't qualify to no. start one right now. No. But... If at some point in your life you have a high deductible health plan, right? Then you can start one. Okay. And here's the great thing. Mm-hmm. So while you are enrolled in a high deductible health plan, mm-hmm. you can contribute to it. Oh. If you have a high deductible health plan for two years, you can contribute for two years and then say you don't have a high deductible health plan anymore. Okay. Well, you can still keep that account. Oh. You can still invest it. Okay. You can still use it to reimburse yourself tax-free. Mm-hmm. You can do all those same things. You just can't contribute to it. So the only limit is that in order to contribute to a plan, you have to have a high deductible health plan. Okay. And. Oh, so if, say then I go back and I have a high deductible plan. I can contribute to it then. Yes. If I go on and off, on and off. Yeah. Anytime that you have a high deductible health plan. Yeah. You can contribute to your health savings account. Um, okay, fair enough. So it's just like it's not for everybody. No, but for the people who can, um, not who don't need like a, a robust Cadillac health insurance plan. Right. Like this is a great way to help kind of jumpstart, give your give some rocket boosters your retirement. I've had like a really good health insurance program, obviously last year too. And I never looked at any of the benefits. And then for some reason talking to you and I'm like, you know, let me look at the benefits this year. So of course I'm aware of the deductible, but then I'm like, wait a minute with my gym membership. Cause right now I was paying at snap, like around $37 a month. Uh-huh. I lowered it to $25 a month. Also on top of that, every time I go to the gym, I earn now two points. So the goal is to earn a hundred points within, I think six months. And then you get, um, money back. Yeah. So it's incurred. And that's why I wanted to get in competition, not competition, but a healthy competition uh-huh. with you and yeah. I, well, Irene, yeah. and just to keep going. But I'm like stuff like that with your health insurance, um, to get money back, why would you not want to take part in that? Yeah, it's free money. It's free it's money. It's like it's money that you're paying for, actually. Yeah. It's like they're, the insurance company is paying you to be healthy mm-hmm. because that 600 to to $1,000 that they're going to pay yeah. you yeah. to be healthy, which like who's going to who wants to leave 600 to to $1,000 on the table? That's silly. With the $600, would I have to report that in my taxes? No. Yes. Yes. That sucks. But so it only if you break $600 okay. is it being reported. 
uh, through 1099. Listen, there are many other people that can do that. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I understand. Wouldn't you rather have the thousand dollars? I want money, and then have to pay a couple hundred bucks taxes on it, than not have it. You still come out eight hundred dollars ahead. I do, and I thought I would get a discount on my Fitbit. I ordered a Fitbit. Yeah, and um, I don't get a discount on the Fitbit. What do you mean? What do you mean what? Why don't you get a discount? There's no discount offered. Not with my health insurance. Oh. What did you want to buy me a Fitbit with your twenty percent discount? Well, wait, because you have to go through their Fitbit website, I'm assuming, right? Because I just ordered it on Amazon. It was like 70 something dollars. That's the thing, right? Yeah. So if you like, you could go through your insurance website, probably okay. the same place where you signed up for your gym membership. They don't offer it there through the, the same thing I did. Not through Active and Fit, but like on mine. Yeah. I have MVP instead, you, you know. Yeah. But on the same page where it offers you the active and fit membership yeah, yeah. is also where it says, Oh, and here's some other discounts that you qualify. Oh, for. maybe I should have looked at that, but you um, know, and then I'm also surprised that Kevin didn't find some like credit card, uh, <laughs> kickbacks for you because <laughs> yeah. like, I know for a fact that I could find, like I could get one from Brookstone and get a 15% cash back right now. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, well I already ordered it. So there's other things we can always get. I just wanted to fit it. To manage my stress level too. Does it help with that? It the one I ordered. It's supposed to do it. I don't know. We'll figure it, it out. Yeah, it's supposed to do my sleeping, my working out, and my stress level. Stress is a very important. Yeah, I think I think stress is super important. It is very important, and like I told you, my mother was in the hospital the past few days, mm-hmm. so she was been released. Oh, good. And yesterday, and so this is the scary part when you're not in the same state. It's like okay, the doctor calls and she's giving you all this information, and I'm like texting it in my phone. I'm putting in my notes, and I'm reiterating what she's saying to me so I understand. Because it's so important for me to understand what's going on. And yeah. now it's internalized. I'm like, you need to do, you need to make an appointment for this week, for this doctor, for this doctor. And you need to do it this week. And my dad was like, well, it's not on the paper. I'm like, I understand. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this is what you need to do. And so uh-huh. I was getting so stressed out. So I contacted my friend who lives in Oregon because her mom lives in the same town as my mom. Uh-huh. I'm like, I just need you to be there for my mom. Because my mom, you know, is Mexican and she speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. I just needed another pair of eyes to be there and just talk to her about this is what we need to do. It's so funny because my mom, you know, was in the hospital. I'm talking to her and she's like, okay. And she yeah. just, right. she's like, she understands what she needs to do. And my dad is the one that's overwhelmed by it. And I get it. And it's just so scary. I don't know how many other of our listeners are going through that or have gone through that when your parents, you have to step in and, and, and it's hard because you live so far away yeah. and you're relying on other people and just to make sure we're all on the same page. But mm-hmm. it's just like when I saw my mom, I'm like, she looks so fragile. And then I'm like, Kev, did I look that way when I got out of the hospital too? He's like, yeah, you, you look bad. <laughs> you looked horrible. And it's just. Yeah. It's yeah, tough. It is tough. It's tough when you see your parents like getting fra- becoming fragile and they're you've always had them on this pedestal like yeah doing everything forever and it's like it's, you know it's anywho you know without getting into like personal details on right. anything right but one thing that i've i think a lot of people are resistant to but that i think could do so much good for people 
is a lot of people are afraid to prepare for bad things to happen. I agree. And that includes hospitalizations. Right. It includes death. It, it, it includes, God, I know no. I'm not saying that, but. No, 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 no. Yeah. It, it includes um, having to figure out how to afford a nursing home. Right. It includes, um, you know, figuring out how you're going to transfer your assets from the parent to wherever they're going to go. Right. And long term, like care, people yeah. are afraid of, yeah, long term care. Yeah. People are afraid of talking about mortality. People are afraid of talking about illness. It and was... if you would just have a conversation yes. with your children or with, um, you know, the, the people who are in your family, especially yeah. to say, look, here's what I want. Yeah. And you might not even know what you want is the no. thing. So you might need to get, you know, somebody who's a professional, fill out any recommendations. Long term so, care. Somebody who's a professional. Right. To like walk you through and say, okay, look, here are five forms that we should have filled out. We've got a will. We've got, you know, advanced directives. We've got like, do you, do you want to be resuscitated? Do you want a DNR? It's, it's very, very complicated. And Phil, what's the, what's the age that we can start contributing to long term care? Um, and what's the cutoff date? And also too, it's, I know of person, I have a friend, um, that had, you know, taken, had to put his mom in the hospital, but it's like Medicare. And, right. and then when you put them in the housing or the nursing home, it's it's very complicated and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to wish that upon anyone. But when I was trying to talk to my dad about, you know, about death, he got very – he shut down. And I was just like, I yeah. really need to know what yeah. – like, and so he, just, he he gave me a name of the – he's like the attorney in, in Deep River. I'm like, well, who's that? And so I just looked it up and I still have to contact her. I'm like, look, All I right. just need to be aware of what I need to do. Because there's a lot of emotions going on. Mm -hmm. So just being, I think 2023 is the year that I just want to be more prepared. Yeah. Of what's the future going to happen? Kent Owens. Hey, Kent. How you doing? Any suggestions on 401k? I have multiple from past jobs that need to be rolled into one. Mm -hmm. But I'm not quite certain that I know where to go or who to talk to to get that done. Any advice? Well, I'm I'm not here really to give advice um, other than we're just kind of like bullshitting about what how to how we think maybe people could maximize this stuff, including ourselves. But um, yeah, I don't know, like figure out, are you happy with your 401k? I think traditionally a 401k is probably not the best possible um, investment vehicle, I think. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about how they were created essentially to um, to pump up the stock market because it made it so that people like you and me now have investments in the stock market instead right. of just people that are like more wealthy and tuned into that stuff that now as average folks all have, you know, money in the stock market also. So it's it's been a way to pump up the stock market. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I would talk to... I don't know, consider a financial advisor, um, somebody who, you know, who you're potentially paying to give you that advice so that you can, I don't know. I think there's some liability with, there is. with how that all goes. You but, need to find someone that you feel uh, 
that you have a good relationship with. And that takes a little while to build up that relationship. Um, but there's definitely people all around that would love to give you advice. Um, obviously, they want to make business off you too. Do, do, do. There we go. Phil says, look at the Growth Fund of America for American funds as a potential 401k rollover. I think that's what I have. Is honestly. that right? Yeah. So... Yeah, interesting. So the Growth Fund of America. And so that would potentially be a way that you could have it all in one place. I like the idea of, you know, you want to diversify your investments. But when you've got one type of investment, yes. you want to pick who you trust yes. to handle it. Yes. And then keep everything that you have that's that type of asset mm-hmm. in that location. So, I mean, I've got stocks in several different accounts. Right. But they're different types of investment vehicles. Like some of them are just a brokerage account where it's just like a regular, uh, you know, a regular deal where, um, you know, I'm, I'm investing, I'm not getting any tax advantages. I'm just investing. I've got some that are health savings account investments. I've got some that are Roth IRA investments. I've got some that are uh, 403B, yeah. which is something that um, mostly is, I think mostly nonprofits use them. I don't know if it's nonprofits or exclusively schools. I've, I've worked for schools my entire career. Right. So um, I don't know. It's, I don't know exactly for sure whether that goes to other nonprofits as well. But it's really good to start thinking about all insurances, I guess, too. But long-term care is something that's been on my mind, knowing that my friends have had to put parents in nursing homes. And, you know, like, I don't want to have to have my daughter have to worry about that. Like, I want to be able to take care of myself. I mean, look, I, I made it a point to make sure that you are not, you don't have to deal with that. It's, yeah. so, it's just so stressful. I've, I've watched too many people who have just, like, been put under in Not, insane only amounts of stress financial stress too because then you have to or get a lawyer well financial and you've got to miss days at work yeah because you got to go deal with stuff yeah you know financial stress um just like emotional stress okay, because you're dealing with all these these intense issues like where you're gonna like you feel stuck. a half million dollars worth of assets that you need to figure out what to do with. And you've right. got to figure out how to manage it with a, with a health insurance company that doesn't give a shit. Pardon my French. And, or maybe they do, I don't know. But then at the same time, you're dealing with like maybe making medical decisions for your loved one who these are all associated with and right. whether they can help or not. Like, please, for the love of God, <laughs> if you're, if you're an adult, if you can do this, go at least do some research online, at least do some research online, but look into like, um, say end of life planning. Oh, it's through American fund. This is through American, American fund. fund. Here's what they're saying. Everything you should do. So the thing is there's, there are a few things. One is if you need any motivation to do this, yeah. other than the fact that you're going to be taking a load off of your loved ones of because, and, and you're going to be making your own decisions instead of having to have people make decisions for you. Right. If you need any more motivation to do this, just think about this. 
how much of your money, how much of what you worked your entire life for do you want to go to the government? Do you want it to go to the government? Do you want them to be like, okay, well, that's ours now? Yeah. Or do you want it to go to your loved ones? Yeah. And the only way that you're going to get it to maximize what goes back to your loved ones instead of to the government right. is some planning ahead. Yeah. And I'd love to get, we, Phil, we really need to get you on here sometime to talk about this. I know we'll have to be remote, but um, to talk about how we can use, you know, how disbursements from life insurance are tax free for, I, I believe, in most cases, to talk about uh, cash value life insurance plans where, you know, just because it's called life insurance, right. most people think, oh, well, like I put money into an account and then I get it. Uh, like I never see it again and then my loved ones get it when I die. Mm. Well, that's not the only way life insurance works. Mm -hmm. uh, Phil already mentioned that you can use life insurance and some life insurance has benefits for long-term care. Right. Not only that, but there are some cash value plans where you can take loans against okay. your life insurance and those are tax-free, by the way. Oh, that's pretty sweet. And I believe you can have your money in your account invested, growing, mm -hmm. while you've had it loaned out. Okay. Oh. So, I like, I, it's a little bit complicated. Okay. But I think you can be even maybe potentially, I could be wrong on this, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, but you could be using some of your money, probably paying interest on it. Right. But you could be using some money where you're funding your own loan mm -hmm. through your insurance. Okay. But that can also be growing oh, yeah. at the same time. So I think that's right. But talk to somebody who's a professional, not me. Uh, but I think that's that right. disclaimer was in the beginning. But, but there's some things that you should look at. And so here's some documents. common end-of-life planning Like documents. you said, DNR, DNI. Yeah. Do you yeah. want a DNR? Do you want a DNI? Do not intubate. Do you want do not hospitalize? Mm. Do you want physician orders for life-sustaining treatment? Like you can make those decisions for yourself instead of somebody. And, and if you don't have this, at the very least, please have a conversation. Yeah. And if you do have this, have a conversation. Let your loved one know, look, I want you to yeah. know that if I'm ever in an accident mm -hmm. that I've signed this that says they can't intubate me. Right. So please make sure that they don't. Mm -hmm. And also like don't be in shock when they say that they don't. Right. Again, just that communication about death. I know it's so uncomfortable, but at the same time, it just go, it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. You can do a healthcare proxy. Yeah. A durable power of attorney. So now this is where if you're no longer able to make those decisions for yourself, you're designating somebody that they're the one that's going to make that decision for you. It would be hard to pick that person. Yeah. Because your life yeah. changes. Like, you're going to have to update it. Sure. You well, know what and, I mean? And, yeah, so please, you know what? It's the beginning of the year. It's a good time that if you do have these documents, go look at them. I should put you as my power attorney, and you'll just be like, just, <laughs> she's she's done. She's got it. Well, you know what? If we had a conversation about what you wanted. Yes. I would. I we, told we her not to do this. it, but I, you we know, could talk I, about this. She told me to pull but, the plug. But <laughs> that's the thing is, so that person, yes. you need to have a really good conversation with them about yes. what you want. Well, you need to find someone who's capable of doing that and saying, no, she said this is what she wanted and we need to stop. Yep. 
Now, and then you've got a financial power of attorney. And so they're the ones that get to make decisions about your finances and mm -hmm. how those are how those are managed um, when you're no longer able to. Mm -hmm. And it maybe it makes sense. Should it be the same person? Maybe because, not. Or maybe not. But maybe you want somebody who is making the medical decisions to also be able to pay for them. You know, so currently, if someone asked me to do this, I would be like, I would like Kevin to do my financial part, but mm -hmm. I need you to like end my life <laughs> <laughs> because I feel more comfortable with you going forward with with uh, obeying my wishes because I feel like Kevin would be very uncomfortable with doing stuff like that. You gotta put you gotta put the right people in the right positions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, other other things, living trust. This is like a will, but it's I uh, believe applies while you're still alive um people that can help take care of whatever you need done while yeah. you're still alive and a will of course you need a will do you have a will so i do not have a will we should have wills we should have wills. you know what we should do what are we doing we should we, we should get a will done like you're right we should. we should do it this year okay let's okay we, should that be our resolution? Did you want to like handshake on should that? We Is get, that what did you want to do? Should we do should we do all yeah. of these this year? Oh. Or should we just at least start with a will? What does Phil say? Let's ask Phil. Phil Phil. Definitely. Oh, he's also said a few things. We should definitely do the will though. I've been told I should do the will for a few years now. Yeah, we should do a will. We yeah. should at least do a will, but then we should definitely think about like, so what happens if I'm in an accident today? Yeah. Who's going to make my healthcare decisions? Um, I think we should draw straws and see who is responsible for what. <laughs> and Jesse. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Jesse. Jesse. Jesse's going to be like, what am I doing again? <laughs> like, nah, his face is all fucked up. Let him go. <laughs> no, actually, his face looks better now. We should let, it, let him live. <laughs> Okay, let's do that. We need to. How do we write a? How do we do a will? Do we need to meet with an attorney? I'm assuming Phil. Phil, what do we need to do? Well, you can go to there. There are lots of places to get a will, and <sighs> you can do them. You know, I think that they all have a lawyer. Yeah, an, you need a lawyer. An attorney involved, yeah. but um, there are a lot of online tools as well that you can use to kind of prepare those, and then I think through those online tools. Um, you access the attorney through them. Oh, okay. Preparing a will. I'm like how we're talking about death. Yeah. Well, you know, preparing. We're preparing for it. We're yeah. We're not talking about death. We're talking about life. We're talking about having the people who are alive. Yes. Be in the best position possible, and we're talking about while we're alive, making sure that we're in the best position possible. Of course. So. How to write a will 2023, according to Forbes. Let's see what Forbes says. And I'm also, I'm really interested in these, the idea of a trust as well. So, I'm, oh, oh, the trust is a really trust. good idea. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about figuring out how that all works. Is a trust like a really good idea if you have like a lot of assets? I don't or... think that it has to be. I think a lot of people that have a lot of assets use a trust. Right. But it can be for anyone. But I think there's a reason that they do. And I think it can be for anyone. I yes. think that they're, maybe some cost associated but i don't think it's extravagant but i think it works out in the end oh yeah 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 and so that's part of i was looking at some stuff with life insurance and 
one of the things that they were saying is that a lot of these super wealthy people, rather than having a life insurance policy in their own name, right. they'll have a trust and then the trust will take out a life insurance policy on them. Okay. And then the okay. trust benefits from the life insurance policy oh. and they can take loans from the life insurance policy that's in the trust because they're the trustee. And okay. so they're directing the trust and they can take loans from the trust. But then when they pass or otherwise, then the money goes back into the trust. Okay. And you need like a board of directors of the stays trust? in the family. Well, I think you would have multiple trustees probably. Trustees. Yes. Trustees. Okay. Um, but that's kind of interesting. And so they were saying, you know, like uh, a lot of these families that have a lot of money in them that, you know, a lot of them don't keep a lot of cash. Right. But what they would have is maybe they'll have a trust with some life insurance, obviously a million other different kinds of investment vehicles, probably whatever they think is best at the moment. But within this trust, um, they would say, OK, look, this is the, you know, rare family trust. And so, um, you know, we're all going to be trustees on it. Mm. And the trust is going to take out life insurance policies on all of us. Mm -hmm. And then you know, the, the death benefit is going to benefit the trust. So it just keeps getting cycled back in and that's tax free. The death benefit tax free is what we're really aiming tax for free. Here. Yeah. Any way you can not pay taxes. Think about it, right? right? Like if you could go back the past 20 years of earning income mm -hmm. and get 30% mm -hmm. back. Yeah. Dude, that'd be insane. Well, and really it's like, if you go the, if you go the opposite direction, it's fifty percent. I read like fifty like percent of what you have <laughs> would be, would be what you've paid. I read last year that they were changing the tax brackets in twenty twenty three, so you'll be taxed a little less. Yes, to fight inflation. And I was looking yes. at my paycheck. I'm like, actually, th th that went through. Right. So I was very happy to see that. Yeah. Because we have to fight inflation. Well, one way. so so you've got the tax brackets are they're, they, they're increasing. They, yes, they change. Right. So like you can earn a higher amount before you get taxed right. at a higher percentage. Right. And at the same time as that's increasing, mm -hmm. um, the things that we're talking about and the things that you could look at are things that would reduce your adjusted gross income. Right. And so anything that you can take off of your adjusted gross income right. is going to push you lower yes. so that your overall tax rate, you know, that last dollar is getting taxed right. at a higher percentage than the first dollar. This is what they should be teaching in high school. People don't understand that. No, right? they don't. So everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, I pay. Like, I can't believe I'm paying all these taxes. And a lot of the people saying that don't pay any federal taxes. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, your first... I don't know what it is. What is it now? Is it $14,000? $13,000? I don't remember. 23. So, like last year, I think it was 12500 That the first 12500 there's no federal tax on. Okay. Bracket creep. Interesting. So, here we go. Um, For single filers, this is, is this right? Federal income for single, single filers. Yeah, okay, so they've got 
Oh, your te- your deductible. Yeah, your standard deduction is twelve and a half. Okay. Right, but then did that increase too? Your standard deduction in twenty twenty three is see all these things like come together and it's crazy. So last year it was twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty. So if you your first twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty, even if you don't itemize, you're right. not paying taxes on that. Okay. Now it's up. Which to is 13. why I'm saying pay your child up to twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty mm-hmm. because you can take that as an expense against your business Mm -hmm. and they're not going to pay taxes on it Mm -hmm. so think about that one um this year they added another nine hundred dollars to the standard deduction so the first thirteen thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars you are not paying federal taxes on if you're a single dude like me or if you are married filing jointly it's up to twenty seven thousand seven hundred well how about that What's the difference between and head of household and single? Head of household has dependents. Define dependents. Like other people living with you, but what if it's half the time? Does that count? Uh, it depends on... Who's filing for that yes. child. Yes, I uh, believe. Uh... I believe so. So, yeah, for head of household, it's 20800 I don't know how that works. Um. So interesting stuff. A lot of and there are a lot of different scenarios, but then you've got the first 10%. So I believe this is the first 10% after your deduction. Right? Yes, it is. Yes, because your deduction lowers your yes. So um on your fur for if you're single, after that $13,850, your first 10% is going to be 11,000 or sorry, your first $11,000 is going to be at 10%. Mm-hmm. And then up to 44,000 from that 10% is going to be at 12%. So we're actually doing all right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good news for 2023. Honestly, that's good news. Yeah. Um, if you look, you know, higher, it gets higher, it goes up to 22% for the next uh, $50,000. But um and then you're also looking at higher rates for mm-hmm. your Medicare, your Social Security, all those things. The, of course. The big numbers that don't seem to mean anything. Um, so, okay, some answers from our life insurance expert. No interest on most life policy loans. So that's good. Um, most. So, but that's something to talk to a professional about. And Phil, I believe in your own state. Um, lots of great options to get part or all of your premiums returned or loans. Mm-hmm. So depending on what kind of situation you're in, but there's, you know, there's a cash value that you can take a loan against. Okay. And so that's a way that you can access that money without paying taxes on. So we just need to get Phil here uh, remotely, and I need to be here as well. So. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so for wills and for other types of things, there are standard forms online. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at a website where it's got a whole bunch of different options, and a lot of them are free or pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then you pay whatever the state charges. So thanks to the government. Um, Love me some government. But there are different ways to do it. So you can do it with a, you know, it's it's always good if you can, you know, you got to balance. Do you want to save some money mm-hmm. and do it yourself and maybe end up not doing as good of a job? Yeah. Or do you want to pay a professional and have it cost a little bit more up front, but then maybe it benefits you more? Just um, prepare. Yeah, either way. Just prepare. Yeah, at least start. Yeah. Like anything, anything is better than nothing. Right. And right now, most of us, I think, I don't know what the stats are on this, but I would, I think it's a safe bet that most of us have nothing. Um, Right. And what that means is in many cases that the state will be getting your money. Yeah. You don't like that. That's not what we want. We don't want the state getting our money. Mm-hmm. We want the money to go to our family, loved friends, ones. and loved ones. Yes. So let's do what we need to do to make sure that we get to keep it instead of, um, you know, using it to fund whatever nonsense. Did you see the Festivus list? <laughs> no. Do you know what that is? No. So every year, um, Rand Paul puts out the Festivus list. Okay. And it's his airing of grievances. <laughs> and it's it's all the stuff that the government spends insane amounts of money on that they shouldn't. I'm so sorry about Just that. Just put that as I'm a so link. I'm so sorry about that. Do that. But um, yeah, I could put that as a link. So if you want to see some nonsense that that your money could be going toward, uh, rather than um, your family and your needs, yeah. Um, you know, I think you know people think, oh well, you know, taxes are the price that we pay to live in a civilized society. And it's like no, taxes are the price that we pay to let about like 500 people in washington dc yeah be like you know what we need roided up hamsters <laughs> and just like <sighs> wow that, that, the that. the stuff this uh, the stuff that you are Blowing paying for yeah. the stuff that you're paying for people think oh yeah well we need to pay taxes because it just like what do you not want to have stop signs and then we can just let people kill each other and we won't have to do anything about it. It's like, no, you clown. That's not what we're it's talking about. Kool-Aid, man. It's That's not what we're yeah. Kool-Aid. Yeah, they've they've you've got 
it's easier. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You've got Stockholm syndrome and you, you got to just like go outside a little bit. Be like, Hey, are all these things good? Cause we're paying for them. Right. And who there's certain things that this is why I think we should have voluntary taxes for certain things. And I know people are like, Oh, you'd never pay for a voluntary tax, but would you pay a voluntary tax? We're already doing it now, by the way, for the fire department. People want there to be a fire department. Mm -hmm. Every time the fire department has a chicken barbecue, every time they have a fundraising drive, guess what gets sold out? Like those are funded. They're going to be funded whether, whether the government gives them money or not. Mm -hmm. And, they whether the government gives them our money right mm-hmm. that said like th- there are certain things that we would not pay for mm-hmm. and everybody has things that are happening that we wouldn't pay for right. and there are some things that are happening that nobody would pay for mm-hmm. so just look around and figure out what those things are and say, you know, like, is this really what I want my money to be going toward? Right. And if it's not, figure out who's taking your money, stealing it from you, mm-hmm. putting it there. And tell them to stop it and tell all your friends to tell them to stop it. Or you're going to replace them. You're going to take their job. Yep. Or you're going to find somebody to take their job. Change the Kool-Aid. Change it. Change it. Change it. So we're gonna get Will's taken care of. Yeah, we're gonna get Will's. Next time we come here, I'm gonna we're gonna draw straws. I want someone in charge of my social media when I'm out. And I want plenty of fucking filters on like my run shit. a ghost account. No, no, no. Just take it over. Just take it. Take my phone. Just do put my put my face. It'll open it up. And you'll get to see everything. Just and just it. like pretend to be you, like yeah. you're still alive. Yeah. For... I don't know if I should be you or Jesse doing it, honestly. <laughs> I feel like Jesse's not really good at it. So I'm going to put you in charge with Irene monitoring you. Oh, here's okay. Here's one more thing from Phil is about the trusts that we were talking about. So he yeah, says yeah. corporations for families also okay. to place property in to avoid, to avoid unwanted liquidation in the event long-term care is needed. Because what happens Bingo. is uh, if you need long-term care, right? You have to have nothing left for them to continue to pay it. Right. Like they'll pay a certain amount. And then that runs out. You either have to pay it out of like out of your bank account. Right. Or if your bank account runs out, you need to pay it by selling your home, selling your your belongings. And you can't just be like, oh, well, I wanted to leave that to my kids. Nope. This is what I'm talking about. This is where you don't want it to go to the government. You want it to go to your family. So you might need to go back five to seven years before yep. you lose your life. And I hate to say this, but five to seven years before you lose your life and tr- get your kids on your deed. Mm-hmm. You need to do those types of things. You need to transfer ownership of your assets sometimes right. years before you go into long-term care. I think I missed the Otherwise... Person. The government could come back and say, oh, well, I, I see that you own that house now. Yeah. But I think that you're just trying to shelter that asset. Mm-hmm. So that's ours now yeah. and we need to sell it. And then we're going to take every cent of it and we're going to put it toward paying for your long term care. Got to be aware. It's got to be aware of your stuff. Yes. Got to be aware of your stuff. 
but I got to bounce because my parents. Yeah. Home, so I got to so, see. All right. Don't let this stuff happen to you. Um, Phil, Kent, thanks for chiming in. Um, we will continue to talk about these things and we will see you again see ya. on the next episode of It's Rare. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? It's rare. Come fill your time. This pot's for all. From the finger lakes, join in the call. Learn something new about the Cuca Trail. Upstate New York, every episode of tap. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare.